0: you love salads, leafy greens, fruits, fresh vegetables, nuts, seeds, cheese, some protein on top, if these are your jam and you've always wondered what wines can I pair with my favorite salads, I've got you covered in today's episode. Today, I'm going to be sharing my hints and tips on how to create delicious, magical pairings with your favorite salad, as well as some of my personal favorite pairings to go with different types of salad dressings. I'm going to walk you through how you can create your own flavored vinegars as well. can be a bit of a magic ingredient. So if you're ready to learn how to create magical pairings with your favorite salad, let's get started and dive right into today's episode. Everyone and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Malia aaron Rosar, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here. And if we have, welcome back. For those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional sommelier for over 20 years now and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning I want to make sure that you feel comfortable and confident shopping for wines for not just fancy and but for those everyday meals when you're creating memories with family and friends. You know, think of me as your very own practical sommelier. Ha- now, let's dive into what we're going to be covering in today's episode. Now, today's episode, some of you may be listening in on your favorite podcast platform and some of you may be watching here on YouTube. And both going to have a link down below in the show notes on a list of the pairings that I'm talking about today's episode. So don't worry about. Want to take notes? You're welcome to, but you don't need to because I'm going to end this episode with a download reference sheet when you want to create these pairings on your own. So let's break down what we're going to be covering in today's episode. First thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about some cheat considerations with specific vegetables that you need to have on your radar when we're working with salads. And I'm going to explain why some vegetables. Go in a bit of a danger category, if you will. So I'm going to break down pairings for five of the most common salad dress styles. And those are going to be vinegar, which also includes lemon in my world. Sweet style dressings, so also honey-based, creamy-based dressings and blue cheese. So those are the main styles of salad dressing that I'm going to be breaking down today. And at the end, I'm going to share with you how you can make your very own flavored vinegars, which can be a bit of a magic ingredient when you're making salads. So before we get started, let me just recap the basic wine and food pairing rules, and I say those in air quotes, that we're going to be working with as we work with salad pairings. Now, just like any other food pairings that we create, we always use the same rules. And the ones we're going to definitely be focusing on today are, we're going to pair to the strongest flavor in the dish. So we're going to want to make sure that the wine is working with that strongest flavor. So maybe it's a broccoli salad, but we have tuna in the broccoli salad, in which case tuna is over going to ride broccoli, we need to work with the tuna. But then depending on the dressing we put on top of it, we may need to be working with the dressing if that's the strongest flavor. So we're always going to be working with the strongest flavor in the dish. Remember, if we're working with anything sweet, To balance something that is sweet, we need to have a wine that also has some sweetness to it. So we want to match with balance the sweetness of the wine and the food. And that's going to create a harmonious pairing. Sweetness is always a little tricky. And I'm going to give you my tips when we get into some sweet style dressings and specific pairings that you can try. And last one, we're going to talk about balance because we're always looking for balance anytime we're creating a pairing. So how do you bring equal personality to the table, so to speak? And finally, I'm going to give you some tips about green vegetables and what you want to watch out for because there's a few extra considerations when working with vegetables that are going to be really helpful for you to know because they can actually change how you taste and perceive the wine on your palate. So these are going to be really helpful tips for you to be able to make mentioned pairings on your own. So if let's get the scary step out of the way first. And in that, let's talk about some green vegetables that you need to keep your eye out for. And why are green vegetables a bit of a danger zone in regards to salads? It's because their flaked green vegetables have high levels of a compound we refer to as organosulfur. And this compound can actually impact how your perception of other items in your mouth around these green vegetables that have high amounts of this compound actually taste. Some people will call it almost a bit of a sulfur flavor or a burnt rubber flavor. It puts it off a little bit. And these are our big green vegetables, such as artichokes, spinach, asparagus, kale, anything really leafy. And bell peppers are also a really strong, pungent flavor. And when we work with peppers, it definitely can be one of the strongest flavors in the dish. And we need to make sure that peppers is on our radar as well. But when you have these deep green vegetables, know that they can make things taste different in your mouth. So when you have spinach, for example, and this is one of the reasons that we don't predominantly pair big red wines with deep green vegetables, unless they have been cooked or have a sauce on them a little bit differently, is because of these organosulfur compounds in them that they can react with compounds in the red wines. And some people will say they also have a bit of a a metallic flavor in their mouth as well. It just puts the wine off and can definitely strip it of some flavors, can also make it seem more acidic. So... Just as an FYI, something to be aware of that green vegetables, especially deep green vegetables, can make things taste a bit more tart, strip things out. But some people do have different reactions to them. So when you're making a delicious salad, just know that when we have this amount of deep green vegetables, we need to take a look at what the salad dressing is, which is where we're going to go next. And always pair to the strongest flavor of the dish. But when we have that many green, green vegetables, we may need to make sure that the wine has a bit more umph or personality because that green vegetable is going to strip a bit more of the flavor out of the wine as well. So move on to specific types of salad dressings. And I'm going to help pull list for you just show notes so you don't have to take notes and you'll be able to use this as a bit of a checklist to try different salads with different wines. So let's start with the classic oil and vinegar. So the fresh and crisp oil and vinegar, just classic, a little bit of salt and pepper on top. And generally when we use oil and vinegar, it's about letting those fresh vegetables and the ingredients of the salad shine. It's really just about bringing out those flavors. It's not about covering anything up. It's about enhancing it. Let's give a little bit of a coating. The vinegar is going to give a little bit of a bite, a refreshing bit in that mix. And what are you going to pair when you have a beautiful oil and vinegar classic salad dressing? And here you might have some chicken or shrimp, tofu on top of your salad. Again, the oil and vinegar is just going to be a light flavor on top. It's about the vegetables itself. And we're looking for wines that can bring some of that freshness, but also some of those vegetable or herbaceous flavors to the mix. They're going to bring the garden. We're looking for wines that bring a garden flavored influence to match that beautiful salad. So wine styles you can try here. You can definitely do a Sauvignon from France, which is 100% Sauvignon Blanc. You can do New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc as well. My caveat with New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is that it's so personality driven with lots of aromatics and lots of flavors on the palate that at times it can overpower your salad. But 100% New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc is going to be a great choice if you have a lot of those big green vegetables. It's going to hold up. To those compounds and the green vegetables. So, New Zealand Semillon Blanc is definitely on the radar. But if you're looking for something just a little more muted, a little softer than Sans or Kouli Fou made from the Loire Valley, both are 100% Samiya Blanc are great options for you to try here. And they're going to have a bit of thyme, a little bit of cut grass aromatics. And some lemon, some lime. So, if your oil and vinegar dressing does have a squeeze of lemon as well, this is going to bring that harmony. But, and for oil and vinegar, Prosecco is also a wonderful choice. If you want to have a salad with a glass of bubbles, Prosecco is going to be very clean and refreshing and lean. There's no oak treatment in regards to Prosecco. It's going to be just lively and fresh and bring a nice effervescence into that salad pairing. So again, oil and vinegar dressing on a beautiful leafy green salad, lots of different vegetables, maybe some nuts, some protein on top. You really want those salad greens to be the main part of the show. And you want the wine to bring some harmony of the outside of the garden in. And Sauvignon Blanc is a wonderful choice here to choose. So beautiful choices. You could also do, if you wanted, a white Bordeaux, which is going to be Sauvignon Blanc with just a touch of Sauvignon. And that Sauvignon as a grape on the back is going to bring a bit of roundness into the blend and it's just going to bring again that softness with the Savignon blanc beautiful especially pinot grigio as well wonderfully doing a classic italian salad here or tomato salad with fresh basil's. pinot grigio can also work here again you're looking for just a clean crisp white style just like that salad dressing so let me just caveat this, that if you're using balsamic vinegar, so I'm going to change the profile of that vinegar flavor a bit. So here it changes up a bit in regards to the strongest flavor in the dish. That balsamic vinegar is going to bring different flavors. And here some wonderful choices can be to do a flagella, Or a Barbera from Italy. A high acid red can be a beautiful choice here. Especially if you're doing a steak salad, for example, with leafy greens, some nice blank steak, or something sliced on top that way. Then a Barbera or Valpolicella could be a beautiful choice here. Also, the Prosecco is going to work here as well. But when we move to balsamic, then my recommendation is usually to go with a higher acid, lighter style red. Or... A prosecco, for example, you want to keep that light and lively with the prosecco. The reds are going to harmonize better with that balsamic vinegar, in my opinion. And you have the whites, the Pinot Grigios, the Sansayers, the Semillon Blanc. When you just a classic oil and vinegar with a bit of a squeeze of lemon, balsamic changes it. And here we can pull in some of those lighter, high acid reds. It'll... Let's move on to classic salad dressing, and that's a Caesar salad. So here we're working with a creamy style salad dressing. So whether whether that's buttermilk dressing, for example, or Caesar dressing, you have an emulsified creamy base. So it is rich, it's coating the vegetables, and it's going to change the entire experience of having that salad. And so when you're having a creamy style dressing, we need to acknowledge that the dressing is Probably one of the strongest flavors in the dish, but it also brings a texture as well. And so when we're pairing wines, we want to choose a wine that has more of a creamy mouthfeel or a heavier mouthfeel in that to bring that balance into the mix. So for Caesar salad dressing, this is also a favorite. It's a creamy based salad dressing, but it does have a fairly high acidity. So here we're looking for a wine with an equal weight to be able to come with the flavors of the Caesar dressing. We do have a bit more creaminess, so a bit more of a mouthfeel in regards to the coating on those greens in the salad. Now, again, you may have chicken or shrimp or beef on top of the Caesar salad, but it's going to be the garlic and the lemon and all of the flavors of that Caesar salad dressing that is really going to be the strongest flavor in the dish. So here you could definitely do the Pinot Grigio again. If you just wanted a wonderful palate, refreshing wine to help. is beautiful. You could do something like a Torrentes, which is a wonderful Argentinian grape. Very lively and fresh with a bit more lemon to it. So that's a wonderful white as well. So and if you wanted to do red, some people want to do red with your Caesar salad. Again, I'm going to recommend you stay with those Italian reds that have those high acids, Barbera or Valpolicella being a lighter mouthfeel are wonderful styles to try, especially if you have a protein, so a steak or steak slices on top as well. It's going to work really, really well. But the Caesar dressing, again, you're looking for that lemon. I would stay with the Salsere. If you're looking for Sambia Blanc, I find the New Zealand Sambia Blanc is overpowering, especially for a Caesar salad. But you do you. If you love it, keep loving it. I just find sometimes New Zealand Sambia Blanc, while it is delicious, it just takes over the room it is a full personality wine and when you have a salad of melded flavors in sometimes it's just too much so sancerre fumé, torrentes from argentina can be a wonderful choice and prosecco as well as those reds the barbera dolcetto is another red you could try as well from italy it's beautiful again nice light cherry flavors and acid, so mouthwatering in between especially if you have a steak or grilled chicken on top, an option there for you as well. Some ideas for Caesar salad dressing. Let's talk about poppy seed dressing. So here we're talking about sweeter style dressings. And anytime we work with something sweet, we want to make sure that the wine is equally as sweet so that they bring harmony to the pairing. If either the dish or the wine is sweeter, then the other one actually seems less sweet than it is. So Depending on what you're pairing and what your goal is in the pairing, generally we want to bring balance. So when we have a beautiful poppy seed dressing, first of all, we have a creamy based dressing. So when we have the cream, we have to acknowledge that we have more sort of coatings. We have a bigger texture here when we have that cream and the sweet together, it burns up the lift. So it's beautiful dressing, but we have a few different flavors too. We use a poppy seed dressing. We're mixing in some berries, maybe some spinach, uh, regular greens. So there's all kinds of different flavors and collections of fruits and vegetables we can have. But the poppy seed dressing is still going to be our strongest flavor in the dish in that it gives us this creamy, sweet sensation over top of all of those wonderful ingredients. So for poppy seed dressing, one of my favorites here is to do a Vouvray, which is from France, which is 100% Chenin Blanc, and it's just going to have a touch of sweetness to it. So it is a beautiful white wine, touch of apples and pear flavors, a little bit of citrus sort of sweet orange on the back sometimes and it is a touch of honey and it is a beautiful wine and it has a nice weight to it as well. Think of it as sort of a medium body Chardonnay if you haven't tried a Louvre before just in reverse mouthfeel. Now another wine style that you can do here is to do uh, Pinot Gris if you wanted to especially from Alsace. So Pinot Gris is going to bring some of those tropical fruits as well as peach and apricot. This is going to depend a bit more on what's inside the dressing but Pinot Gris is going to bring a bit more of that cantaloupe, some other sweet flavors, beautiful weight to it so that's a wonderful option. And then Australian Semillon can be a really nice wine here as well or Semillon from other locations of the world but Semillon again is going to bring you just a touch of honey. That sweetness will come through and ripe fruit flavors so really nice choice here. So ideally you're looking for a wine when you're looking on the label and you're pairing with a sweeter style dressing. You're going to look for ripe tropical fruit flavors as descriptors or peach or apricot, a little bit of honey. So these are descriptors on the back of the label that you're going to want to keep your eye out for because that's going to tell you that the wine is going to have some of those nuances of sweeter, riper fruits and touches of sweetness that are going to balance really, really well with that poppy seed dressing. Now let's move on to ranch. Everybody who tells me they don't like ranch, I always kind of think maybe they're lying because let's face it, who doesn't love ranch on something? A bit of a secret indulgence, if you will. But ranch dressing, again, it is rich and creamy. And when we look to do a period of what are we going to put in reverse to wine with it, we have to acknowledge its weight, its creaminess, It is rich. And so we need a wine that holds up both in body and flavor. So with a ranch dressing, you can definitely do a full-bodied oak-style Chardonnay. It's going to come with that creaminess and the richness. You could definitely do Champagne if you wanted to really up the ante because you could beautiful bubbles. The Chambor cava from Spain could also be an option here as well a new world wine made in the traditional method. Well, your Blanc can be a wonderful choice here as well. So very similar to Chardonnay and the feel and how it shows, but it's also going to hold up to all of that. So really, really beautiful. But again, when you're doing that much creaminess, we're looking for wine that has that weight and creamy feel that can create that harmony with it. And we're just going to dive right into all the lusciousness of that ranch dressing when creating the pairing let's talk about honey mustard dressings. So honey based dressings, of course, we're going to start with something sweet, which gives us the clue of we're going to look for wines that are a little bit off dry to work with that. Once we put the mustard in, mustard becomes a strong flavor in the dish. And so we need to acknowledge that these two things together, while well, they are delicious. They are a personality unto themselves. So when we're looking to pair, we have all of the vegetables and the fruits and the proteins, whatever in the salad, maybe some grains as well. What are we going to put with it? That honey mustard becomes the strongest flavor in the dish and we need to work with that. And here we're going to look for some off-dry styles of wine. So if you do an off-dry Riesling, you can definitely do the Pinot Gris again, can be a wonderful choice. Vouvray could work here as well. When you're looking at the Rieslings, if you're looking at classic German-style Rieslings, you're going to look for either Cabinet or Spatlese on the label. That's going to let you know that the grapes were picked just a bit above optimal ripeness, so there's going to be more sugar in them, Cabinet being just a touch above optimal to ripeness, and Spatlese being a one-step above Cabinet. They are not a full-on dessert-style wine, but they are wines with bit of residual sugar. So they are going to be off dry and they'll work beautifully. Let's talk about a blue cheese dressing. Some of you right now, as soon as I send blue cheese are zoned out, you're like, never. Not touching it. Not for me. So give me a chance here. Blue cheese is delicious. I love it. though. definitely. I know many people are on the fence about it, but blue cheese is strong. This is a great example of there is nothing in that salad that's going to be stronger than the blue cheese flavor in that dressing. So how do we work with blue cheese? We need to match the strength of it. And there's a couple of ways we can come up blue cheese. We can go sweet in that blue cheese can complement honey. So when we have classically, when we serve Rockford cheese, for example, if we pour liquid honey on top of that cheese and I pair it with a beautiful Sauternes sweet wine, then that becomes a divine pairing. I can't tell you how many people have told me they don't like blue cheese. And when I show them what happens when you put honey on top of it and then pair it with the wine, it's a completely different experience. So for blue cheese direct snakes, you can go off dry. It can be delicious. And so you can definitely do an off-dry Riesling. You're looking for a demi-sec Vouvray. So here, Vouvray, you're specifically looking for one that will say demi-sec, so off-dry. And this is, again, going to bring some of that honey. Now, with the blue cheese, you're going to want some honey into that salad mix as well. So blue cheese is in that. You can go in an off-dry wine when you're also tying some honey into the dressing to go with the blue cheese. If it's 100% blue cheese no sweetness sort of into it as well that my recommendations with the blue cheese especially if you have a blue cheese with steak classic that way is to do a big bold cabernet you're looking for a big dry red ideally from a warmer climate in that it's going to pull some of those riter, riper fruit flavors and that's going to balance it's going to have enough strength to hold up to that blue cheese you could definitely do Prosecco. So blue cheese, if it's just too strong, there's no sense finding it. Let it be the start of the show and pair with a beautiful glass of Prosecco, which will be a palate cleanser in between. But if you are looking to create a pairing with some harmony, you're either going to go an off dry white. So whether that is a Riesling or a Bouvray, or you're going to go strength for strength, especially if there is a meat protein in the salad, such as a steak, and you're going to go Cabernet and Work it that way and go strong for strong. So those are some pairing suggestions in regards to blue cheese. So let's just recap some pairings that we talked about. We talked about classic oil of vinegar, which also means a little squeeze of lemon in my world. We talked about balsamic pairings and how we're going to pair differently when we use balsamic vinegar in the mix. We talked about a Caesar salad dressing. We talked about buttermilk dressing or meat, poppy seed dressing, so delicious and sweet mustard and blue cheese so those are a whole bunch of really delicious salad dressing styles that you now have some pairing ideas that you can go out and play with remember that it's always going to be up to your palate what works for one person isn't going to work all the time for somebody else you need to sort of experiment the only way to get better at food and wine and know more about your own personal palate is to try things together And then you're going to find out what you feel like at that time and that day. It may change as you invite more wine styles into your palate and you try different things. So always take a note write down if you really like something maybe you had a new salad you tried and a new dressing you made and make sure you make a note for yourself of what the pairing was how you liked it because then you'll remember because it never fails these are the things we think we're going to remember for sure we get really busy and we forget so make sure you make a note to yourself so this is like grown-up science class every time you create a wine pairing you are creating grown-up science and creating pairings for your friends and family is always exciting to see their reaction of how you've pulled things together. Now, my last tip that I wanna share with you today is how to create your very own flavored vinegars. And creating vinegars is super easy and it can be a bit of a magic ingredient. So if you have a favorite herb, for example, maybe you like rosemary, maybe you have a whole bunch of leftover strawberries and you're not sure what to do with them. Super easy to make your own flavored vinegars and they make wonderful salad dressing bases. So to make a vinegar, you can take a large mason jar or maybe you have a spaghetti jar that is empty. Just you're going to need a large, clean glass container and you're going to fill it with vinegar, but two-thirds full, then you're going to put in the fresh herbs or fruits or flavors. If you have strawberry caps, you can throw in the green pieces, the whole bit of the strawberries, and whatever herbs or spices that you want to put in or fruits to make your own vinegars, you're going to put that in. If you want to make basil vinegar, I make strawberry vinegar, tarragon vinegar, I make my own and you're going to let it soak for about four weeks. You're just going to put it in a cupboard and leave it alone for four weeks is generally one I will recommend. Then you're going to strain it. And then after four weeks, you're going to taste it, see if it has the flavor that you're thinking of. And if it is, then you're going to strain out all of the herbs or fruits or any of the flavors that you had inside and put it in a new clean jar. Label it for yourself because if you're making different vinegars, you're going to end up with all kinds of little jars around and it's going to be a wonderful base for your salad dressing. But it's a great way to use around as well with different flavors. So That's my tip in regards to making your own vinegars. They're super handy to have around and you'll be amazed once you start making them how often you'll start to whip those up and they'll be really magical ingredients for the next time you make your personalized salad dressing. On that note, I want to thank you for hanging out with me today. I hope you've learned something new. I would love to hear about your favorite salad. So please feel free to leave a comment below or if you learned something new today, drop a note below if you're watching on YouTube or send me an email at hello at winegirlacademy.com or feel free to come say hello over on Instagram or TikTok. I would love to see your comments there as well. But I hope now I've given you some inspiration on how you can take your salads, which were already delicious and amazing, and now you'll be able to create magical pairings with them as well. So as I mentioned, when you take a look at the show notes below, you're going to be able to download the pairings that I spoke about in today's episode. So there's an easy list there for you. And you can take that as a checklist and you can work through if you... Not bad homework starting in January and try different salads and dressings and pairings. That's a really fun adventure starting up the new year. So be sure to like, share, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. They come up every Tuesday. Never to tune in next week when I'm discussing Chardonnay. We're gonna if you thought you knew this grape, I think you're gonna be surprised as I break it down. Multiple personalities. I use the analogy of Chardonnay being a beautiful, classical puppy. So on that note, I wanna wish you a wonderful week. Cheers, everybody. Bye now.